Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, and welcome to Just Push Play. I'm Sherry, and today's guest is Paul Wanke from Dead Original. I hope I pronounced that right, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just Wanke, <laughs> like a Wanke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for uh, calling in today and, and joining me on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Sure. So for people who don't know who Dead Original is, um, can you describe the music and and what your band is is like yeah we're we're just a three-piece we're a brand new band from chicago um we're going on tour with candlebox in november and uh i would say the sound is like you know some people are like it sounds like nirvana and alice chains had a baby uh so it's like we're like heavily influenced from like kind of the 90s grunge sound um so yeah, I mean it's it's like the less is more, you know. There's no backing tracks. It's just guitar, drums, and vocals. So it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> the way it should be, just rock and roll, really. <laughs> so um, yeah. <laughs> so you were basically a hired gun uh, with uh, Trivium and Rock of Ages and a couple of other bands. Um, what made you uh, get behind the the drum kit and start playing guitar and singing? Is that something that you've always done? Yeah, well, it's just like, you know what it is? It's you you want to you just want to make it. No you know, it's like you want to be successful no matter what. And that's kind of the goal for me as a drummer. I just I would do anything I could and it just kept snowballing, 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 you know, like one of my first gigs was playing on a cruise ship. I was 22 years old on a salary. I thought I made it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it, you know, because you're not, you're not building a name for yourself. And I just kept getting other gigs, blah, blah, blah. And then ultimately, it's like, yeah, I've always wanted to be a front man. So that's what Dead Original is about. Like, I love the idea of, like, I'm not a professionally trained singer. I just go out there and just, I'm just it's about, like, the passion, you know, and, and the songwriting, not about, like, being an American Idol contestant or, you know what I mean? Or, right, or the right. voice or or something it's just like i feel i feel like there's a lot of bands out there they're just kind of like it's like too polished and it's like it's all these backing tracks it's like you know a lot of people say that there's there's nothing that's bridged the gap from the 90s ever since new metal and i, I think it has a lot to do with napster pirating and all this but it's also like i think people are forgetting that like what it means to like just have a band that and just writes music together and I don't know. That's like that's my uh, opinion, you know. And it's like that's just from my experience doing the whole work for hire thing. You know, I got I got kind of bored like being on tour with Trivium after a while because I was like, 
you know, I have nothing to do with this written music. What am I doing here? <laughs> so. Right, right. Well, it all boils down to, like, uh, expressing yourself originally. And I think I get that that from that original, you know. Um, just like, I mean, Nirvana was, was you know, three-piece and, um, you know, it, it was a pretty cohesive trio. But, you know, Dave Grohl also wanted to get out behind the drum set and, and uh, yeah. you know, express himself in other ways, too. Kind of like in, in the same, <laughs> kind of like in the same vein, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think Dave Grohl's a does it really well because he embraces his other band members' side projects. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, like I know Taylor Hawkins is is just releasing something soon, but um, yeah, you know, that, yeah, that's really cool for him for him to like talk about his other band members' projects. You know? Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. So, um, as far as the trio is concerned, how did you meet uh, Rob and Sean? How long have you uh, been together? Uh, about a couple years, like, it was just, like, I, I hit up, uh, this guy named Vic Salazar, he's a big, uh, name around Chicago in the local music scene, because he puts on all these drum clinics, and he used to be the manager of Vic's drum shop in Chicago, and I, I knew out of everybody, because he hosts drum clinics, that he'd be the guy that, who would hook me up with a drummer that would, like, be level-headed, serious about the instrument, but still can drink some beers and be cool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, same, same thing happened with our bass player, Sean. He, uh, he was referred from, uh, the owner of Humesenberg drum cases. So it was all like this drummer connection thing. <laughs> so, and it hey, turns well, out Sean, you know. Sean's actually a really good songwriter in his own right. He's writing like this pop rock stuff and, uh, he's really good. I'm like, man, don't wait to go solo after like two albums. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, just wait. Just, just, just build up a a, a, yeah. a a library for yourself before you go out on your yeah. own, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're really good, man. You're really good. I need you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you just released uh, "Fade to Late" as a single and a video about three weeks ago. Uh, tell me about that single. Um, what was the inspiration behind it? Well, essentially, it was like the groove because it's in seven eight. It's like doom doom da doom but da doom doom. And I just thought it was like, you know, being drums is my first instrument. It's like I'm all about the drums. I think drums should be louder in the mix in songs. And if you listen to like, you know, some stuff from the '90s, the drums were always kind of sitting just underneath the vocals, and I, and I love that. And uh, that that kind of sparked the idea. Of of the whole song, and then uh, it ended up being about, uh, in a weird way, the the mind of a kamikaze suicide pilot. Because uh, when I was when I was looking for a drummer, I was jamming with this guy, and uh, he, he was really out there. And he's like, "Dude, you should write a song about a kamikaze pilot." I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he showed me a photo of this kamikaze, and then we watched these videos of pl- planes crashing, and I was like. Like, dude, you're right. Like, what does it take to do that? So, lyrically, if you check out the lyrics, it's like kind of pretending to be what could it be about? Like, what would you be thinking about when you're sitting in that plane about to crash it? You know, it's like, 
It's weird. But uh yeah, it's uh other than that it's a rock song, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so are you um gearing up to release an album also? Yeah, we're uh the album's called Bought and Sold. We just got a manager, he used to manage Papa Roach and things are looking cool. Uh we got Shauna helping us out. Um we're gonna release like three more singles and the album should be out in twenty twenty. It kept getting pushed back because today's day and age, if you release a whole album now and then try to get some playlisting on Spotify, they'll think your album's old. Like, well, that was that was released four months ago. I'm sorry, you can't be on on the rock playlist, you know. So it's whatever. That's why it keeps uh-huh. getting. I don't I don't know if you knew the history, but <clears throat> we were gonna release the album like earlier this year, and then we hooked up with Dennis, and he's like, ah, that's a bad idea. So. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I I was I was going to ask you about that um, because it, it was a little confusing to me. So I'm glad that you clarified it for people listening because there are different yeah. uh, dates that are out on the the internet, and I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> which one is the right yeah. one? So <laughs> I know. So well, that's why they, look out for it. Yeah, that's why they say like in music, don't ever announce anything until it's actually going to be released. So you know, it's kind of a whatever. It's just delayed. It's pushed back. So here we go. Twenty twenty album will be out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's plant- cool. I mean, and pl- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go go ahead. Well, I was saying, yeah, yeah, we have plans to, to go on tour as well to support it. Just no official announcement yet. Nothing to announce. <laughs> Well, you you do have a couple of uh, good dates set up with Candlebox coming up. Uh, when when does that start? Starts November thirteenth. It's just like it's a Midwest, a lot of Midwest stuff, and it's gonna be cool. You know, I love Candlebox. I think this is perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a good fit, and you know, it'll get people's attention uh, and get them uh, ready to. By the music when it comes out in 2020, and the and the singles as they come out too. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really good. So it'll be fun. So um, when you were in Trivium and and you know Rock of Ages and doing that stuff, uh, were you writing music to to get this ready? It it uh, you know I had read that you had written and and produced most of the songs. Is that correct? I uh yeah I've been I've been writing like for the past ten years I just never released it I was kind of embarrassed like do I sound like crap you know <laughs> it's like it's like you don't know it's like you're you're learning as you go and uh, when I was doing Rock of Ages I had all this downtime up I had like six to eight hours to like practice guitar and vocals so that's what I, that's what I would do between gigs like oh it's just prime time to like get this going. And then uh, I came back home from a Rock of Ages con- contract. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try to do this for real. And then I got a phone call to, to audition for Trivium. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> why, would I, why would I say no to that? So did that. They offered me to move to Florida. And I just, something told me in my gut, like, don't do it. Like, who cares? Like, cause I, like I said, after doing it for a couple of years, 
doing all the festivals and stuff. Like, I, I got burnt out. I was like, I didn't write this music. Like, who cares, you know? So. Yeah, well, you got to do said, what's in your heart, and your heart's telling you to do this now. So that's that's cool. I I really admire that, that you, um, you know, stood up for what you believed in and didn't, you know, go with, go with, uh, you know, with what you were offered with. So. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's weird. Well, life's weird, you know. You know, Dave Grohl turned down a gig with Tom Petty before they released Foo Fighters' first album. So, I mean, that's kind of crazy if you think about it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Tom Petty. I mean, but yeah. you know, yeah, he 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 believed in it, so he. And look at what happened yeah. with that. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good old Dave's not doing too too shabby. So. Oh, I know. Yeah, I always look up <laughs> to him. Super awesome. But yeah, so, we're uh, um, gonna release an album and we're gonna tour and things are looking good. So. Yeah. So uh, you uh, supported Jonathan Davis and and Caesar in 2018 uh, with that experience. Uh, a good primer for you and the band. Yeah, it's really it's really motivating when you get to do that because uh, you know we're a brand new band. <laughs> it's funny because my drummer, his brother, moved to LA to, to do the whole work for hire thing, and then <laughs> he, his brother, uh, my drummer that stayed in Chicago, he's like, he'll like call his brother and make fun of him. Like, Look, dude, I got a gig. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Um, but yeah, it's like it's been really inspiring to say the least, you know. So uh-huh. Well, I I uh did you uh grow up in Chicago? Yeah, well, I grew up in uh it's called Romeoville. It's like a little north of Joliet, Illinois. Uh-huh. And yeah. and uh now I live in the city with my girlfriend and uh we just actually got engaged, and uh, we got two cats, so Oh, congrats. Cool. Congrats to both. <laughs> <laughs> I have two cats here actually sleeping right next to me while I'm doing this podcast, so, <laughs> you know. That's funny. But, uh, that's awesome. So congratulations on the engagement. And, um, yeah, good things are coming your way, man. So, um I I have to ask you your influences, by you know, with living in Chicago, was, was any of uh, were any of your influences uh, like taken from like the Chicago music scene, like um, in the respect to like the Wax Track Records or or like uh, Ministry or anything like that, or or was it basically like uh, like the Nirvanas and the um, you know Soundgardens and and stuff like that? I was. Well, growing up, uh, me and my brother, we used to, we we started, we were like covering Nirvana as kids. I was like seven years old on a little cardboard box playing Nirvana with my brother. But after that, <laughs> we really got into punk, really really got into punk rock, you know, like uh, Pennywise, No Effects. I love No Effects still to this day. I'm hoping one day I get to meet Fat Mike because he's so funny, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I watched that DVD they released in fact backstage passport where they they go on tour overseas and like markets they've never played <laughs> it's, like, it's it's good it's good stuff so yeah it's like uh got got really 
into punk rock, you know? And uh, that's what we did as kids. Just yeah. drank beer and played punk rock music. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a really cool documentary, if you get epics, it's called Punk. And it's hosted by Iggy Pop. But it, it goes through, like, the whole history of punk rock, and, and Fat Mike's included in that. And and it's it's a really, uh, really excellent documentary. Um, it's, like, four or five episodes. It's it's really worth watching if, if you get the chance to, to check it out. <laughs> I recommend it's, it's it highly. Called, punk. What is it? Punk Just, where, on Epics. On Epics? Or could I get it anywhere? Uh, I don't even I, know what I would, Epics is. Yeah, I would assume that you would be able to. Yeah, it's like, Epics is like a cable channel. I'm not sure. It's like free on okay. on most places, but um, yeah, it's worth checking out. And I'm sure there's a, a DVD or or something on YouTube about it too. It's a pretty cool. cool. Um, yeah, doc. So anyway, so uh, let's go back to like your touring or or like just being a musician as a as a whole, what would you say was like the coolest experience that that you've had, or like the most unexpected experience that you've had? Uh, I mean, it's to me, it just feels like it's just something that's just it's kept growing over the years. Like something's been like the next big thing, you know. It's like, you know, it's uh, I would say even just like the the first. Uh, paid gig I got was uh, you know just playing on a cruise ship when I was 22. Like it was, that was cool. You know, I had nothing to worry mm-hmm. about. Uh, <laughs> it's just play drums every day. You know, not the style of music I like, but it was cool. You know, and then uh, I don't know I I love everything about it. Um, you know, when I hooked up with Trivium was the first time I played in front of like 40,000 people on the biggest the biggest show we did. That I did with them was at a grass pop metal meeting. It was over a hundred thousand people. We played right before Iron Maiden, and actually Nico, the drummer, was watching the set. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, no pressure there, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, so I, I would say those any... are my top. Those are my oh, top two, and then my 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 third top would be you know supporting you know. Supporting Cedar uh, at the rave, it was like 3,500 people, and I was sitting there like, "Wow!" Like, I wrote this music. This is freaking awesome. There's people here, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Obviously, they were obviously they were there to see Cedar, but still, it was like, "This is awesome," <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, it's a pretty good, you know, a good sized crowd to, you know step out on stage to, you know, <laughs> to perform for yeah. with with their with their own stuff, you know. Yeah, it was been really cool. And what's surprising is actually the Jonathan Davis crowd was like more receptive, which is weird. I thought the Cedar crowd would be like, Oh, these guys are cool But it was like we felt like we had to like gain their respect or something. I I don't know. I, you know, I think the kind of, the rock world is kinda of like really picky, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird and picky. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, uh, what else can you, uh, you know, tell us about the band or in closing? What What do you want to share about about the with the well, Dead people, Original? Yeah, if they just go to our website, deadoriginal.com, they can pre-save 
uh, Fade of Light that's being released November 1st. Um, we got a few more singles coming up. And then uh, you can order a copy, an autographed copy uh, of a CD now before the official release in 2020. We're actually going to put copies in stores just just to kind of do it. I don't know if people buy CDs from stores. But um, you could do that. You can get a physical CD now. You can listen to the whole album now before it gets released next year. So, um, yeah, that's about it. And then uh, if you're in the Midwest, come see us support Candlebox. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So um, can people find you on social media as well? Yeah, it's just on Facebook at, you know, backslash that original and uh, Instagram is that original underscore uh same with twitter we're not really active on twitter though <laughs> i don't know everyone says twitter is still popular but it's like i, I can't i don't want to log on to twitter <laughs> everyone has a favorite yeah everyone has a favorite social media platform you know it it, it really depends you know and some yeah. have one that that they really can't you know, abhor. So, <laughs> well, Paul, yeah. I, I want to thank you for for joining me today on Just Push Play, and you know, come back when the album's released. We we'd love to talk about it. Sounds great. Definitely will. All right. Thanks again. And right, thanks to everyone yeah. for listening to Just Push Play. Have a great day. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. A 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.